welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi. And today I want to continue the conversation about energy and energy work. Last week, Wendy Weber was talking about energy and energy work and music specifically. And so today I want to like continue that conversation. Energy is everything. And the more we recognize it, the more we can hire harness it, blah, 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 I can talk. We can harness it for our higher good. Einstein said the future of medicine is in frequencies. The future of modern medicine is in frequencies. And the reason this is important in my personal humble opinion is that Einstein died April 18th, 1955. He died in 19. 55. So he was saying that energy was going to be a part. Frequency is energy. Frequencies are a type of energy. It all goes together. That that was going to be the face of modern medicine. So what type of energies are used in modern medicine? What type of frequencies now? Well, we have diatherapy and hypertherapy, electrosurgery scalpels, we use radio frequency ablations, an MRI. I've had several MRIs over the years, a magnetic resonance imaging. I had a hysterectomy, not that you really care about my, you know, medical lifestyle, but I had a hysterectomy and I was really scared about it because I'm a very active, very busy person. And I've heard of people being down for weeks, weeks after a hysterectomy. So when the doctor said I had to have one, it was required, blah, 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 blah. I said, how long am I going to be down? And he goes, ah, a couple of weeks. And I went, really? And he goes, yeah, at the most. And I said, well, I teach for the great state of Oklahoma. And if I do this, will I be able to teach all day on my feet in three weeks? And he said, yes. And guess what? I did. I will say they had a high uh, chair stool that you know spun around a little bit that I did sit on some of the day and it wasn't as much from the surgery as it was I wasn't used to standing on my feet all day because I had been down a little bit they used a machine called the da Vinci robotic machine the doctor honestly was sitting on the other side of the operating room and when I walked in he said I walked in, right? They couldn't even get the table in there. I had to walk in from the hallway. And he said, good morning, Mrs. Takagi. Are you ready to go? And I said, I don't know. I'm a little scared. He said, well, hop up on that table. Let's get this over with. And 
the anesthesiologist said, take a deep breath. And I woke up a few hours later in a, in a hospital room. That surgery was over by 9 a.m. And I literally was dressed and ready to go home around three in the afternoon. And I did ask to have some late lunch because sometimes anesthetic makes me irpy and I decided I better eat something before I went home. So they brought me some lunch. I ate some lunch. I sent my husband to go get my prescriptions. I took one pain pill that night when I got home, when I went to bed, just in case. They sent me home with like Motrin 600, which is just like a pain reliever. It's not even, I mean, it's like an anti-inflammatory more than anything. That was it. That was it. I was good to go. The next day, I literally baked chocolate chip cookies for my husband and my girlfriend that came to stay with me to help out because we were afraid my husband would have to go out of town. I was fine. I would not have been fine if they had cut me open for that surgery. I recently, you know, something came up, it came up the other day and this friend of mine goes, are you kidding me? Three days later, I was still eating codeine like candy, like I was dying. So the, the way modern medicine has progressed with energy is just astonishing. It's just astonishing. And I, for one, am super grateful for it. So when you figure that they're harnessing and using frequencies and energies to make major headway in modern medicine, do you know how to feel energy? I paused there intentionally. <laughs> that was an intentional pause. Have you ever walked in a room and knew you could cut the tension with a knife? Something was going on. You didn't know between whom. You didn't know what was happening. But you knew there was something happening. That's energy. People are sending off those bad vibes. You remember hearing about vibes? Oh, sending good vibes. I love to say that, sending good vibes. But... They create a vibration of frequency in the room that energy is palpable. On the flip side, have you ever walked in a room and it is so chill and everybody's happy and excited and everything is good and you're like, yeah, I want to be here. I want to be in this space, this area. It's all about the energy. And if you just pause for half a second, you can pay attention to what is going on around you. And therefore, you can decide if you want to be there or not. You see somebody standing there with a, a sad face. I mean, they almost look like they could be their own emoji. Do you want to go hang with that person? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's somebody you know, and then you know they're going through a rough time. And you go up and talk to them, and you kind of snap them out of it, right? Because they're now talking to somebody they enjoy. I know somebody who came and applied for a job at an office I worked in, and it was really a pretty horrible situation at that point in time. Not always, but at that time. And we met a number of years later, and he goes, hey, I came in and interviewed, and I walked through that office, going to the conference room to interview, and I literally blew the interview. It was the worst interview I'd ever given in my life, and it's because I hated that place so badly, I didn't want to work there. And I blew the, the entire interview. 
you walk into an office and you know if you want to hang out and play there or if you want to turn tail and run. You walk into a doctor's office and the receptionist or the person who checks you in at the front desk is kind and nice and attentive. You want to stay there. You wait a little bit too long and they're nice and they're kind and there's a nice atmosphere. You stay. Pay attention to the energy and the vibration when you show up someplace. Often I show up and I'm a little oblivious to it all. And then when I find out something's amiss, I'm like, oh, crap, oh, well, I should have paid attention and known something was up. Pay attention. It doesn't take very long. It doesn't take very long to pick up on what's going on around you. And if you want to be a part of it. So energy, frequencies, vibrations, like they all, you know, for me, I'm a non-scientific type mind. They all just like drop into one amazing cauldron for me. So if your vibration is low and you're feeling down, you're feeling a little blah, maybe not as optimistic and hopeful and happy as you could possibly be, how can you shift that? And here's the deal. Spoiler alert, you can shift it. You can shift it quickly. You can shift it easily. One thing is play your favorite song. What is your favorite happy, upbeat song? I love the song. Who's it by? I don't know because I don't know musicians too much. I just know the words of songs. No, I don't. I just make them up as I go along. But I like that happy song from um, Despicable Me. Uh, who played that? I don't know. You know who it is. So anyway, that song makes me very happy. It makes me want to sing and dance. I'm a terrible singer, terrible dancer, but I will get up and sing. Alicia Keys, this girl is on fire. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, my girlfriend Donna and I had that playing on my golf cart stereo and we were pulling into everybody's yards at our little lake neighborhood singing. And we had been going like almost two miles down the road in my golf cart. And we pulled into our friend's driveway and I looked at her and I said, the song is on repeat. Like I thought the song was that long. It wasn't that long. It was just on repeat. But by the time we got off that golf cart, we were two of the happiest women in that neighborhood because we'd been singing it the whole way down. Like we were good to go. What's another way? breathing. When you are upset about something or you are feeling stressed, we breathe out of the top part of our lungs and we breathe very shallowly. So when we're not getting a deep, full breath and filling up our lungs, we're not getting the full benefit of the oxygen and the blood flow to form a good thought. I had three weeks notice given to me to have a meeting with my boss and her boss. And I was very stressed about it because these are the kind of things that don't just happen every day. And I was very worried about it. And I went to see a counselor to get some ideas and input about this. And she said, you need to breathe because you will get in the room and you will forget to breathe. And then you will be even more stressed out and you won't form a coherent thought. Because when you hold your breath, there's not enough oxygen going to your brain to form a cohesive thought. So whenever you're asked a question in this very, you know, horrible environment, just sit there 
and take a deep breath before you form your response. And let me just tell you, it made all the difference in the world. So breathing can change your vibration, it can change your energy, and it can also help you change your response to something more appropriate. Possibly upbeat, possibly positive, but it's the bare minimum appropriate and not actually creating more trauma drama in the interaction. So breathing is really big. Meditating is number three. Now I've struggled from time to time with meditating for a few reasons. I'll share them here because I'm a little bit transparent on that. Number one, I don't like to sit still that long. Okay, I said it, it's out there. I put it out there. I don't like sitting there that long. Number two, I get stiff and sore sitting there that long. And I can't pay attention. I just can't. I want to move on to the next thing. I'm sitting there meditating. I had an idea. Can I not just go act on that idea? It's a struggle bus for me. But I read the book, The Circle Maker. I cannot remember the author, but the book is The Circle Maker. And he's a Christian preacher. I am a Christian. And he suggested that you pull out the Bible and meditate on a verse. Meditate on a verse. Then I met somebody in a networking group I was in and she goes, yeah, I don't want to meditate. I'm a Christian and I don't want to go down a path I'm not happy with. I was like, oh gosh, maybe I should create some meditations. So guess what? I did. I created a meditation to help reduce anxiety. Oh, guess what? Click in the show notes. You can get it downloaded on your phone. Why? Because we like to play on our phones. And if you get that one, then you have the opportunity to opt into a series of other meditations. So meditations can be very powerful, but I like the short ones. I have a niece and I sent her the one for anxiety and I was like, hey, girlfriend, would you listen to this and let me know what you think? And she texted me right back and said, wow, I love the fact that it's only six minutes. I love the fact that I'm not trying to force myself to do it for a long period of time. But once you get centered and you're repeating in your head these scriptures, your breathing becomes more normal. You calm down, you settle your whole system and you're good to go. My fourth and final tip today in this episode is gratitude. Gratitude. The more you are grateful, the more you have to be grateful for. I recently was on a plane coming home and I was at DFW airport and there was a problem with our plane. I was on the last flight of the night. There was a problem with the plane. Then there was a problem, <laughs> a problem when they got us another plane on getting us a crew. And then we got canceled altogether. So I ended up meeting a very nice young man who lived not far from me. And we rented a car and drove home. And I was telling him about my experience of previously renting a car and driving home from Atlanta, Georgia to Oklahoma City. It was a long drive. Go to my Facebook, you might find the video. It was pretty funny. And as we're talking, I said, I am so grateful for GPS. 
because when we left the airport, we went away, I would have never gone. And I said, I don't, I don't understand why we're going this way. And we were actually using my phone. And he said, oh, well, GPS said that to go this way to avoid an accident. Well, I was getting the GPS going and I was trying to get organized. And so I just had missed that little notification that popped up. And I said, well, I got stranded in Atlanta, rented a car. I passed through so many states like Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, and then finally landed in Oklahoma. There might've been another, Mississippi might've been in there. It was a lot. And I said, I had no idea where I was, zero idea where I was, but that GPS was telling me where to go. Now there's somebody out there. I know you're there. I know you're there. And you're saying, oh, one time it took me to a dead end street. Yeah, it does that. Occasionally it happens. Just give it a frowny face. Tell them what went wrong. They'll fix it. I'm happy with GPS and I trust it a lot. So I am very grateful when I get in the car that I can put in the GPS where I want to go. And 99.9% .9 of the time it gets me there and I am not going to waste my energy. Ha, let's tie back to the top, the theme here. I'm not going to waste my energy being mad that it didn't work one time. There are some of you out there who spend way too much time being upset about the one time something went poorly or not 100% exactly according to plan. I literally got home at 4.45 a.m. on a Monday and I was on a 6 a.m. flight out on Wednesday for another trip. Did it bother me to get on another plane? Nope. Was it the same airline? Absolutely. This is what happens. Things just happen. But you have your choice how you act and respond to the things that happen in life. Energy is the future of medicine. The work I do encompasses energy it's all about the energy and we can change the state of who we are and what we're doing i had one of the kindest compliments ever when a, a young man said i just love it when jennifer walks in a room because it doesn't really matter what's going on if it's a negative situation happening she's going to walk in and change the whole energy into something positive. And I have to say, I'm not even a teary-eyed cry girl, but it made me very teary-eyed and cry. So you have the power to impact the energy around you. You have the power to raise your own vibration, your own energy, your own frequency, and take everything to the next level. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.